Hello! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! No jingle bells this week. Oh, do I have to wait a year for them? Yeah, you have to wait for the jingle bells. What New Year sounds are there? Fireworks! (laughs) Oh, I was going to whistle them, but I'm laughing now. (laughs) Oh, and you're all glad. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Vineyard Youth Online podcast. Slick as ever. Uh Uh-huh. My name's Rach. I am the pastor of Vineyard Church Cardiff. I just snorted. My name is Dave, I am the Associate Youth Pastor at Vineyard Church, Cardiff. I hope you guys had an amazing Christmas, even if it was weird and not what you were expecting it to be. I hope you still had a lot of fun. It is so great to be back, and Mm. Small Group will be back on Tuesday. We've missed you guys, we are looking forward to seeing you. Uh, Yes, we are, and instead of highlights of the week, we are going to start with highlights of the Christmas holiday time, um, as we've not spoken to you guys for a few weeks. So, I'm going to go first. Um, So, we went to Pembrokeshire for Christmas Day, we got up very early in the morning, and headed down there to see your parents and we, which was lovely. And my highlight was we went for like a beach walk um, and Rachel's parents were like, oh, we'll just go around this sort of headlandy bit. We'll just walk around this sort of this rocky bit between the two beaches. We'll be fine. The tide's low. And we got about halfway around and the tide was not low and it was coming in quite quickly. It was low, but it wasn't low enough. (laughs) And we like got got like chased up onto the rocks by this tide and I had Judah in a rucksack on my back and like scrabbling in wellies <laughs> up this rock and the tide was coming in and it was probably stressful for one minute and then we got like we got onto the rocks into a bit that we could walk through and then it was just really really fun mm. and felt like a proper adventure um so that was my one of my Christmas highlights obviously there were lots one of my priorities for Christmas day is that you earn your Christmas dinner before you eat it yeah this was a family thing wasn't it yeah. we clashed when we got married yeah. it's that Dave my... wants to walk after Christmas dinner surely you want to lie on the sofa after Christmas dinner you do want to but you get out my family walk after a big meal Rachel's family walk up like we walk until a big meal <laughs> um and yeah, gosh, we there's it. had to be compromise in which I mean... In which we earn our Christmas dinner. We do your thing. Not <laughs> <laughs> when we're with your family. Uh, what was your Christmas holidays highlight? Um, I think, oh, there were lots, but I'm going to say New Year's Eve was entertaining <laughs> because obviously we weren't with anybody, we were just here by ourselves. And so we planned a three-course meal and we're like, let's have a fancy dinner and then we'll like watch a good film. And then we decided we wanted to like pray and worship in the new year because we were like, last year wasn't great, let's pray for the next one. And then, um, but <laughs> we hadn't really... We're married, by the way. I think most of you <laughs> yeah, know us married. and know that. But just in case you're listening, you don't know us. We're married. We're married and have a small <laughs> child. We hadn't really factored in like how long any of the recipes we'd planned for took. And so we started cooking at about seven. And our main course was ready at quarter past ten. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have fed about ten people. Oh, it was huge. Um, it was like a giant vegetable wellington. We're also vegetarians as well as married. And then... <laughs> Our two main identifiers. Um, yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. So we never did watch a film. We just ate dinner and then it was time to worship in the new year. Yeah. It was good though. It was good food. Oh, it was great. Um, we love hearing your guys' highlights of the week and also your highlights of the Christmas time. Um, we, yeah, so just text in anything that you've been up to, um, particular highlights, good things that you had, good moments. Um, you can text them all to the youth phone, which is 07471 218 219. Yes. So hopefully you guys remember before Christmas we did a series on discipleship. It wasn't mm. that long ago, so hopefully you haven't forgotten. 
Um, discipleship is one of those very Christian words that you don't use in any other situation, and so it might not really mean anything to you. Um, but being a disciple of Jesus is a bit like apprenticing to your best friend. So, for example, one of my best friends is the lovely Steph, who goes to our church, and some of you will know. Um, and she does beautiful calligraphy. She makes cards and does prints. There's a print up in Judah's bedroom that she's done. And if I wanted to learn calligraphy, she'd be a good person to learn from. So I could go and apprentice with her. And so every day I'd like go and work with her and she'd teach me how to do what she does and I'd copy her style and work alongside her. And like maybe as I was learning, she'd let me do some of the work on the cards and prints that she was going to sell. Calligraphy, by the way, is like really fancy writing. Fancy writing, yeah. I, I wouldn't have known what calligraphy was <laughs> until I met Steph. No, that's true. It's fancy <laughs> writing, basically. It's well-fancy writing that looks proper ting. Very pretty. And she does pretty watercolours around it. It's lovely. But um, <laughs> So, you know, maybe, if I was lucky, uh, she'd let me do some of the work on the cards and prints she was selling. And then, and, you know, we start simple. And once I've got my head around the simple stuff, we'd move on to the difficult stuff. And hopefully, eventually, I'd get pretty good at calligraphy. Um, but... Calligraphy isn't all that I would learn because the more time I spent hanging around with her, the more I'd become like her because she's one of my best friends as well. So I wouldn't just go to work, talk about work and go home from work. I'd like hang out with her if it wasn't lockdown. We'd cook and eat meals together. And genuinely, in real life, Steph is a person who taught me how to successfully poach an egg. She is. And you poach a mean egg. It's very, it's good. I now know how to poach (laughs) eggs, important things in life. And, you know, we'd probably chat about parenting and marriage and I'd learn from her wisdom. They're much better in arguing than we are. Um, <laughs> and we'd, like, talk about silly stuff, like, what's your favourite programme on Netflix at the moment? And I'd try watching some of the programmes she's watching. What's your favourite programme on Netflix at the moment? Pop quiz. Oh, uh, The Crown? Uh, I thought you'd say Crown. Um, and, like, the more time I spent with her, the more I'd become like her, most probably. So, that is discipleship. Except we apprentice to Jesus, not Steph. That would be weird. Um, And we learn how to love people like Jesus loves them. And we learn how to forgive people like Jesus forgives them. And we learn how to pray for healing like Jesus prays for healing. And to chat to the Father like he does. And also, we hang out with him and chat about general stuff that's going on in our lives. Like family stuff and friendship stuff and sports and school and anything else. And we listen to what he says and we learn from his wisdom. That is discipleship. Yes. And over the next year or two, two in youth, but also in the whole church um, is running this from time to time. We're going to keep coming back to this uh, idea of apprenticing to Jesus. Um, but we're going to focus in in more depth on specific areas of our apprenticeship with Jesus. Um, so over the next few weeks, we are going to focus in on the Bible. Um, So why the Bible? Maybe that doesn't sound as fun as learning calligraphy and eating lunch together. Um, For lots of us, the Bible doesn't always feel like super fun hanging out with Jesus. Um, But it is really important because it is the clearest picture we have of who Jesus is, of who God is. Um, And we often spend a lot of time talking about praying and listening to God's voice. But as you guys are probably well aware, it is sometimes quite hard to know what is God Mm -hmm. and what is you. Um, And so what you expect God to say or what you'd like him to say can get in the way. Um, So you can feel a bit unsure about what God is like, what he's trying to say to you. Yes. With the Bible, this doesn't happen. It is all written down. And what is written down doesn't change if we're in a bad mood or a good mood or if we have strong opinion about something. It won't change what the Bible says. So it is a clear line uh, for us to hang out with Jesus, to learn what he's like, to learn what God is like. Mm -hmm. The Bible is like our map. So we don't wander off down the wrong path. Hmm. 
Um, and like nothing else is as clear as the Bible. So if you you can listen to the two of us ramble forever, um, and you'll hear our opinions, our interpretation of what the Bible says, our thoughts. Um, but the only way you will totally clearly hear the unedited voice of God is by reading your Bible, not by listening to the two of us. Mm. And if you only ever listen to worship music, you'll definitely hear some bits of the Bible. Lots of worship music is based on the Bible, but it'll be the worship leader's favourite bits of the Bible and mixed in with some of their personal experiences and thoughts about God. Again, it won't be their totally clear, unedited voice of God. It will be the worship leader's thoughts about God. And if you rely entirely on just praying and listening to what you think God is saying to you, it will sometimes be influenced by your feelings, by your opinions, by your own thoughts, and it won't be totally clearly the unedited voice of God. Only reading the Bible will give you the totally clear, unedited word of God, unedited unedited voice of God. It's a hard sentence to Boom. say. Unedited voice of God. Um, it's like a map to make sure that we don't get slightly the wrong idea or focusing slightly the wrong thing and end up drifting off from what god is like and getting further and further away yeah i um i really like that phrase i'd not i've not heard it you you wrote this um the totally clear unedited voice of god is that is such a good summary phrase of what we think the bible is it's a good job i um, can say it without falling over my words yeah it's it? really talented i'm very <laughs> proud of you um so <laughs> we we david rage are especially good at getting lost on walks and really um, it's a genuine skill that we have uh, and often it is think it is when we think that we know where we're going um, and we just walk slightly in the wrong direction um this happened recently you guys uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly will know that we went on holiday at the start of December, end of November. End of November, I think. Um, to feels like a long time ago. <laughs> I know, to West Wales. We did. And as is our want, we went for a walk and we took a map. Um, and we got to a point where we we're like, oh, is it is it this way or this way? It's a really minor thing. Like, uh, like you know, it wasn't like a huge left or right. It was just like, right. oh, is it slightly this Should way or slightly that way? we go down that farm track or around through the field? And we made the mistake that we always make. Which is, we were like, I think it's this way. I think they've just slightly blocked it off. So we climbed over a gate. Yeah. Which is the minute Always Dave and Rachel go wrong. And we, st- <laughs> we started this walk through these fields. And we were like, I'm sure this is the right way. The map's not very good. I'm sure this is the right way, though. Um, uh, <laughs> I got electrocuted yeah. by an electric fence. That was which quite an event. really hurt. Um, at one got... stage I said to you, this is a classic camp walk. We always get lost. And you were so gross at me Yeah, that was, that. that was annoying. No, we don't always get lost. I was like, we literally <laughs> always get lost every It was time. going dark. We had Judah with us. The, the, um, like the puddles were really, like oh. the field was really muddy. It's like um, get lose your welly kind of squelchy. We couldn't get out of one field, like, and then we'd get into the next one and we couldn't get out of that one. Oh, and it was just like, so, like so tiring, so such hard work. And it was just like, what, what do we do? Why do we get lost all the time? Um, but it was because we basically hadn't really read the map. As, we thought as, that we We thought we had. We hadn't read it as clearly we as we should have done. We thought we knew where we were. Um, we did. We eventually found a farm with a girl who was just letting the dog out the back. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, "Please help, help us! Where are we?" And um, she told us where we were, and it was it was just, quite a long way not away. Quite from, where we thought we yeah. were going to be. But the, <laughs> we walked home in the dark, and this, nursery <laughs> Judah. this is the thing that we want you guys to. Uh, it's one of the one of the sort of key roles, the really important things about the Bible, is seeing it as this map, because really we had just. We'd, we'd wandered off very slightly. It's not like we made a huge error. Um, 
we just kind of slightly went in the wrong direction, didn't really consult the map as much as we should have done, didn't really check the details. Um, but we ended up like miles mm -hmm. off course, really tired, really frustrated. Um, and it is that role, or that is one of the roles of the Bible, is acts as this map that we like. We constantly consult it to make sure that we're not going off course in our faith. Um, so we are going to spend the next few weeks trying to answer some of your big questions about the Bible. Um, but I can hear lots of you groaning and saying, but the Bible's really boring and really hard to understand, um, which can be true, but it doesn't have to be true. Mm -hmm. um, and that is our mission, to prove to you that the Bible isn't boring and that if you learn how to read it, you will understand it and see how great it is. Yes. And we're not going to go into any of the big questions now or any deep theology. Um, we're actually just going to start by telling you guys about our own journeys with the Bible and our own relationship with the Bible so that you... Sometimes it feels like we're a million miles away from where you guys are. Of like, but you understand the Bible and I don't. But that isn't that hasn't always been the case. Um, so, <laughs> yes, Dave. Most of these guys who know you will know that you quite like the Bible and oh, talk about I love it quite the Bible. a lot. And the and the Greek that it was originally based on. And Dave's a bit of a geek. Um, <laughs> and in fact, you did an entire degree on Bible geekery. Um, <laughs> I was called theology, but thanks. <laughs> that's all right. Have you always loved it? And what what has your journey been and where are you at with it now? Um, no, I haven't always loved it. So I, you guys mostly will know I was raised as a Christian, raised in a Christian household. Um, I've never disliked it. I just never really thought about it for a long time. I I just didn't, I was like, well, no, I, no one ever asked me if I read the Bible as like a kid or a young teenager. Mm. I didn't really think I should. I didn't think I shouldn't, but I didn't think I should. It just kind of was a non-thing in my life. Um, and then as I started sort of getting more involved in my faith and taking it a bit more seriously and you know, going to Soul Survivor and things, I was like, oh, oh like, the Bible seems to be interesting. People seem to, like, really rate it. Um, all these Christians that are chatting. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, okay, but I'd open it and be like, what? <laughs> like, you know, I'd just open it randomly and read a bit and be like, okay, that literally means nothing to me. Um and then close it again and leave it for a month until I've yeah. tidied my room and found it again or something. Um, <laughs> but then, so I started working for my church. I took a gap year, um, which was probably like when I really came to faith for myself. Then I took another gap year um, and worked for my church. And we used to do Bible studies with the staff team. Um, and I, I wrote a Bible study for the small group that I was in. And I just started to love it. I was like, oh man, like I didn't know you could study the Bible. I didn't mm. know you could discuss what it about and I didn't know you could talk to other people and get them to explain it to you when you because uh -huh. I think some of the things I'd sit down and, and I'd read it and be like no one can understand what this means this is unintelligible <laughs> and then we'd discuss it and and someone would be like oh yeah no no this is really clear to me that means this and you're like what that's amazing <laughs> how did you know that um so then I um I came to Cardiff and I studied theology um and just realising how like deep and interesting the Bible is and how we can use it to answer. For me, how I could use it to answer my questions. You know, I had big faith questions and I was like, oh, I can use the Bible to answer those questions uh -huh. of my own, but also other people's questions. I love talking to people about their questions about faith. Um, but then even recently, like I think what Rachel is saying, it's really important for you guys not to not to think like, oh, like Dave and Rach engage with their Bible, they read their Bible at this like unattainable level that they've been doing for years and years. Not true. I would say last year, 2020, was when it has really clicked for me. I have learned how to personally study any passage on my own and get stuff out of it. Um, 
and uh, genuinely, you know, last year I turned 30, I am 30, um, and it has taken that long for me to be like, oh, I've clicked the way that I engage with it and I can study it on my own. Um, so we're always learning these new skills. And as we've said to you guys loads of times, what we want is to pass on what we're learning at 30 so that you learn it at you know, 15, you know, 11, 12, however old you are, so that when you're 30, you're learning stuff way more than what we're learning. Yeah. And hopefully you can pass that on um, to the younger generation and, and teach them better and better stuff because we want to... We want you guys to like grow in your faith in your apprenticeship to Jesus. So that has been, I mean, that was a whistle-stop tour, but sign of the headlines of my relationship with the Bible. How about you, my dear wife? So I think I was always a classic. Well, I probably am always a classic. Uh, I should probably read my Bible more kind <laughs> of Christian. Um, I have started the Bible in a year hundreds of times. I mean, not hundreds because I'm only 30 and... You can only start it once a year, but I've started it a lot of times. Um, and I have to be honest and say I have never made it to the end. Um, oh, my God. But I started to love the Bible the year after I finished uni. We did the encounter year with church, which has changed its name a number of times. Now it's called the leadership year. Mm-hmm. It's slightly different to what we did, but similar idea. Basically, an, a year out, because Dave thought, I have only done two years. I need a third three. gap year. Um, where you like work with the ch- church, volunteer, um, get theology training. That's when I started leading the youth ministry. And in that year, Alice Meads, who is one of the central site pastors, taught us a Bible overview. And we looked at the whole like overarching story of the Bible and themes running all the way through it and like amazing stuff that you're like, oh, that was prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And then Jesus was born and it filled all these prophecies. And like it was it was fascinating and it suddenly all fitted together. Um, and there have definitely been times since then when I haven't loved reading the Bible and it's been a huge effort. But there have been times that I've loved reading the Bible and found it fascinating. Um, and a few years ago, I got a new Bible, a journaling Bible. So this space for me to annotate and write my thoughts and write nice. in brightly coloured felt tips. And that makes me want to read it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so helpful being able to go back in my Bible and see what I've learned in the past and jot it down. Um, but especially over this last year, like Dave was saying, um, God also has been teaching me to love the Bible even more. And at the beginning of the first lockdown, Zeke and Susie from DTI, who lead DTI, messaged us and a bunch of other youth leaders and said, like, do you guys want to read through the New Testament in 40 days? Because otherwise we're just all going to freak out about lockdown. Let's read the Bible instead. Um, and at times it was a huge faff and I'd get into bed at 11 o'clock and be like, I haven't done it today. I have to read the Bible. <laughs> That's a very good impression of you getting into bed realising you haven't read the Bible. Uh-huh. Um, you have to read a lot to get through it in 40 days. Just the New Testament. It's about read the whole eight Bible. chapters a day, wasn't it? It was a lot. But I noticed as I went through it that I was getting to know God better and I felt more grounded in my faith and I was learning loads and genuinely loving the Bible. And... I learned that I have to be reading my Bible because otherwise my faith is just based on what other people are telling me about God or how Mm. I feel about him at the time. There's no anchor. There's nothing keeping me firmly grounded in one place. And this year, I'm reading the Bible in a year again, surprisingly. (laughs) And I can't promise I'll make it to the end because I'm going to have a baby at Easter and that will probably make it really hard to keep up with it. But I'm going to try because I can see how much closer to God I feel when Mm. I'm reading the Bible and how much more grounded in my faith I feel and how much it helps me not to be swayed by what other people are saying and other people's opinions. And I can form my own opinions for myself. And I have a direct line to God, which isn't affected by my thoughts and my feelings and whether I feel close to him or not. Um, and he speaks through it 
all of the time. His words are always there for me to read. They don't disappear when I'm yes. in a bad mood. Yeah. Awesome. So um, we want to give you guys a little um, chance to connect with God yourselves and to read the Bible yourselves, not just listen to us talk about it. Um, so each week we're going to give you a different activity um, and each one will be like a different way to study the Bible. So hopefully by the end you'll have a little toolkit of ways to study the Bible that you can apply whenever you read it. And some will really click with you and you'll be like, oh my goodness, this is how I study the Bible. Mm -hmm. And some you will be like, I don't get it. This doesn't work for me. Just do them anyway. And then when you get to the end of the five weeks and you've got five ones, maybe you put two two of them down, you never use them again, but you've got three. Um, that's that's kind of, we kind of want to give you a whole bunch of stuff and you can pick what works for you. There is no right way. Um, so this week, what we want you to do is find Psalm 3 in your Bible or on your phone and have a read of it. And once you've read it through once or twice, go through it a section at a time and write it out in your own words in a way that is relevant to your own life. So, for example, verse one and two says, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Now, I might write that as God Everything feels like it's going wrong. We're in lockdown again. Nothing is going to plan. And I know people think you're not real and that you can't help me. You see, I've I've taken the message of those verses and I've rewritten them um, into a way that is relevant for my life. Um, and then that psalm goes on to talk about how great God is, how much he protects us, how we can find security in him. Um, so do it all the way through the psalm. And once you've written it out in your own words, have a read through and see if it helps you understand that bit of the Bible a little bit better. Yes. So we are going to leave you guys to it to go and do that. Send them to us. <gasps> if, We'd love if, to read them. If you've rewritten them, uh, if you've rewritten Psalm 3 and you are happy to share it, obviously, if you're like, I don't want to share it, still do it and just don't share it with us. But if you're happy to share it, um, I, I, it's so good reading this stuff. Mm. We've done it with our small group before where everyone rewrites a psalm and then, and then shares it. And it is just amazing hearing it from different people's point of view. So if you're happy to text it into the youth phone, yes, we would love do. to read them. Also, if there's anything we can be praying for, for yeah. you, text the youth phone, because we'd love to be praying for you guys this week. Um, so the number for the first time in 2021 second time you, that you already did it from oh, you from right yeah sorry, sorry. <laughs> shouldn't interrupt <laughs> is 0747121819 no, i did write it down wrong when i wrote it out initially i wrote my own number down and then i was like did you not the i would number. not clock if you wrote that wrong i would just say it <laughs> <laughs> um so yes text the youth phone uh and we would love to read them and we will get back to you yes um, and also also sorry now i keep interrupting you if you're listening to this you are not in a small group yet you didn't get into one last year and you're like come on 2021 i've got to get into a small group text the youth phone 0747 um uh, whew, that was rapid so um, and let us know because um we we can arrange that we can put you in one of our small groups yes um, so do that Yes. You finish now. I apologise for interrupting <laughs> you. We are going to leave you to go and rewrite Psalm 3. Enjoy. Um, oh, what? No, I'm joking. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. We'll let, let's pray for them and then leave before you do anything else annoying. Before you kill them. <laughs> let's pray. You pray. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for this new year um, and for everything you're going to teach us. And I pray that you would help us to understand your word better pray for these guys that they would love the bible and that you would open it up for them and that they would realize just how much gold is in there and that it would make sense to their lives it wouldn't feel like i do not know what's going on here 
Um, and yeah, would you just be with them now as they study Psalm 3? Um, and yeah, just would you bless our weeks, Jesus, as it's all still very strange and lockdown-y? Um, would you be with us in that too? Amen. Amen. Amazing. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you on Tuesday.